0: Welcome to OSINT Curious. Today, I'm Kirby Plessis and I have with me Dutch OSINT Guy and we are going to talk about some of the news. We don't have our fellow OSINT curious with us today. Everybody's a little bit busy. But I think we've got some topics that could fill our, fill our time of interest, right, Dutch?
1: Certainly. I think we have a load of tabs loaded up, so let's go.
0: All right, let's go. So the first thing is we did get a comment Um, on our blog last week, and um, someone introduced us to their new tool, Metadata Analysis. It's supposed to be a metadata um, analysis tool. Apparently, the author of this, Ben, uh, said that none of the things that he tried in the past hit what he wanted to get out of Metadata, so he's created this new tool. I haven't run it yet. I'm taking a look at it. It looks like it might be kind of interesting, something like Foca, but maybe slightly different. I'm excited to run it. What do you think, Dutch?
1: Well, it looks like uh, the new Foca, like you mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. I tried to load it up, but then I got a call, and I got another call. Like you said, it was a really busy day, so I didn't go in-depth. I tried it, and the first glance was perfect, but... Next week, I'll have some more time and maybe we need to get back on this um, next week for a little bit more in-depth review.
0: I agree. I kind of want to compare it against FOCA and see like what it does and what it doesn't. And knowing that FOCA is not being developed at kind of the just gooey, you know, grab, uh, uh, grab and go basis anymore. How does it measure up against the kind of legacy FOCA so you can just give it to anybody and then also, you know, just... I just want to run through it and see what we've got there. And you can see that actually, and this is again at metadataanalysis.com, and that'll be in our show notes. But if we scroll down this page, down here to the bottom, he's addressing the new timelines that he's going to add, um, different versions, that sort of thing. So I'm kind of excited to try it.
1: Yeah, what makes it interesting to me, uh, Foca was Windows only, and this should be all platform from the looks of it.
0: Yeah, that would actually be very helpful for me as well, since I am not usually on Windows.
1: Exactly my point, yes.
0: Okay. Okay, so next, Ars, Ars Technica article, but this article is everywhere, not just on Ars Technica, uh, the 773 million record breach list. Do you have anything yep. about that?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> uh... I, my personal opinion was don't believe the hype because it was more than 90 or 95% was already out there.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it was just a re-breach. I don't even know if that's the right word. Yeah, it was just a compilation of breaches which were already out there. But it, got, it gained a new momentum. One thing I like about these things being in the news is making people aware just be aware of to change your passwords from every now and then, or at least check them in resources like, have I been pwned or something?
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and just use something like a password manager. So even if it was only one thing, maybe got breached and not everything. And I agree with you, this is a recompilation. that there's so many of those going out that anytime somebody says, Oh, new breach, I wait and see.
1: Yeah. And, but what stood out to me that this one, um, hit, everywhere on the internet. And I don't even exactly know why this was so hot in the news. Maybe because it was a while ago? I don't know. Or just some people want to have a media campaign to gain more momentum on this.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it could have been something where robots uh, retweeted it to get to a certain visibility point when, when it would organ- organically then go viral. Um, it was a big number. I mean, there's 773 million according to this, but there there have been big numbers before. So,
1: yeah, and still these these kind of repositories um, are still very interesting because when you look for a certain email address, uh, you might even get the right password with it. Um, still, is it legal to use it? Um, but it <laughs> for some people, these are really valuable repositories to download as soon as possible before they're gone.
0: Right. And for me, it's not, um, I'm not really looking for the passwords as much as I just want to see what services they're on. So if it says, you know, if I can search an email in here and see that they got a breach off of Tumblr and LinkedIn and whatever, then I'm, then I'm saying, okay, I'm going to go find who they are on Tumblr. I'm not going to log into them. I want to see what what they put out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I've seen other people use it in another way for, let's say, oceans or research purposes. They um, uh, When you do a Passwords research, uh, reset on certain platforms. They will give you uh, the first two digits of uh, an email or the last few. And with these amounts of lists, you can compare them and maybe guess the right email address.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you might be able to yeah, deduce it that way. And that's a lot of um, potential stuff to go through. But I guess, you know, I mean, you just have a good enough computer and you start doing a find find search on it and you wouldn't necessarily need to have a database.
1: No, exactly. So mm-hmm. still interesting news article, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. What do we have up next? We have uh the Macedonian fake news article from leadstories.com.
1: I totally missed no, I totally missed this one. So
0: it's beautiful. It, I will tell you a little bit about it. Okay, so so the w- website is hoax-alert at leadstories or dot dot com, and the article is here are the tools and methods we use to map a Macedonian fake news network and the people behind it, and this is a very good article for showing how exactly the guy who did this uh, uh, figured things out step by step. So he goes through and um, talks about. Mapping the network. So he, he talks about the tools he used. He used Trendalyzer and used a Trendalyzer fingerprint search to help him identify um, advertising networks, that sort of thing. To he, he was able to link different sites together based on advertising networks. He went to Twitter search. What he found in Twitter search, though, he was looking for the people who were retweeting the specific articles he thought of uh, were his kind of target articles. And sometimes he was able to get those retweets, but sometimes he found that Twitter already identified that they were spam and banned them. So when he found that they were banned, yeah, he, I mean, Twitter's getting a little bit smarter on this stuff, right? But then what he did is he just went and did a Google Dork on Google and said site colon twitter.com and still went and looked for those articles and was able to find the. At least reference to them on Google, which was interesting.
1: Well, I need to re- read on in on this because when you scroll down it i'm wow, <laughs> I'm just yeah. a, did, they did
0: such a nice job mapping this thing out and putting it all right there in the article. All right, so then he went and he did a custom strip uh, script as to find you know again those headlines, and what he was doing at this point was his script was going to find headlines that uh, that match the headlines of the articles he's looking for, but he wanted to make sure that that Google and the other search engines didn't kind of get beat by keywords like watch and ranking or punctuation or uppercase, lowercase, or whatever. He wanted to normalize it all, so that's why he did his own script, and he was able to identify how many times these different articles were repeated across different news sites and then pinpoint those sites. He went to BuzzSumo to see and figure out, you know, where it was being shared online, and see what kind of engagement it was getting. And then he went to find the people, the registration information, whois.com, domain tools, security tra- trails, domain big data, to figure out who owned those sites. Um, really, really nice investigation there. Then he, of course, went into Facebook. Um,
1: CrowdTank- wow, this is a really comprehensive write-up. Yeah, write
0: mm-hmm.
1: And a write-up on how he used various tools and even made some own custom tools.
0: Yeah, and he made custom gifts to show you exactly what he did on each one.
1: Hmm. So, well, really uh, nice. Yeah, and do you know if the custom tools he made, the scripts, uh, are they out? Op- are they out there? Did I share? Did he share them for can us to use it and it? try? That's
0: question. It doesn't look like it. Let's see. So it doesn't look like he doesn't have a link in that section where for his custom script.
1: So, kind of so we might need you. to reach out and ask him to share it.
0: Yeah, and so when we say uh, him, let's go scroll down because I want to. Kind of highlight this author. Um, so again, he used Scott Stockscan as well, and he actually did some um, searches on the images to figure out. You know that in some cases they were celebrities over in that part of the world, Macedonia. In some cases, it was actually the author's friends that they used. Um, he figured out who shared the links. Let's continue scrolling down um, where things were popular. But there's our our, our author Martin Schenk.
1: Are you familiar Sounds- with him? No, it sounds like a Dutch guy, though. At least the name sounds Dutch.
0: Yeah, it but sounds like he lives in Belgium, but he's
1: ah, a Marge
0: guy. That's all I have to say.
1: Yeah, a really interesting article. Really, really interesting. I need to dig into it. And do you know, by reading this in, in article, if um, the people involved changed their methods after this article?
0: I don't know. All I know right now is what's going on in this article. So that would be interesting to see, you know, what those sites look like right now.
1: Yeah. And even, no, I'm interesting. Why um, initially those sites did this thing? Why? Mm-hmm. Just why? Well, why would it you want to be- like
0: ads, because if you go down, if you go back up here to the ad network, it looks like they were looking for eyeballs on their sites.
1: Uh, so it's just monetizing as much as possible from,
0: Probably That's, from viral content.
1: Wow. Interesting. Really interesting. And a really interesting write-up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very good. So something, you know, some, every OSA person should go look at because the, the techniques he used, it was a very nice write-up on how to exactly do it. Um, our next link that we have, I'm not familiar with Samantha Kuttner, but um, she's got a uh, Patreon here and some articles in that Patreon. Are you familiar with this article?
1: No. Didn't see it.
0: Yeah, so I'm not I'm not exactly familiar with her either, and I know that um, the the article was posted. Like the whole OSINT Curious team comes in and throws articles together, of things that are important that we need to look at for the webcast and podcast. Someone threw her information in. That's good enough reason for me to, to make sure that I do check it out. But I haven't had time to check it out yet. But she does go through her research. She's got several blog articles that appear to be even public, even on her Patreon. So something to um, that maybe we might be able to get more information from, and definitely for some, every, interesting for everyone to check her out. Okay, so let's go over to the next one. Um, also, someone shared this uh, tweet by Dr. Antonio Cedillo, which is at AntonioCHZ, who said, OSINT is just fancy Googling, Googling, and then he's got a picture that says, change my mind.
1: Uh, wasn't this, um, initially tweeted from on? I Possibly. think so- someone had s- similar signs and J signs up just to make a statement and start a discussion
0: okay. and
1: which it got some discussion because, well, some people say, yeah, you're right. Oh, it's just fancy Googling. Uh, changed my mind. Well, i do not agree with. It's just fancy Googling, just by looking at the article you just pointed out. It's not only Google. OSINT, uh, Google is, is a part of uh, OSINT. Well, I can't do without it, but it isn't only OSINT, Google. No way, no. Google is just a search engine, which you can leverage in depth by fancy Googling. That's it, not more.
0: Right, you have all these other possible tools as well, but it's not even just the tools, it's the mindset.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think I wrote a blog on that on a Yep.
0: Yeah, in fact, I I know you did too, so that's something (laughs) people should look for. All right, we'll go on to the next tab. Uh, Next tab I have is an article, Geolocalization of the Middle East. So this is uh, about a geolocation quiz it's about very specifically in the Middle East. And so they've got a couple of... Um, this page will be updated with new solutions. So the page is... Uh, I'm not going to pronounce that correctly. I'm, I am
1: I think wrong. it's uh, Captur so, Um okay. So it's French for um, capturing open stuff things. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're a new platform uh, which... Um, make blogs and tweet in French and English because there is a re- really large crowd in, Fran- in France wanting to stay up to date when it comes to open source intelligence information. And I think she does a good job. I recently did an interview with them, or put it in right words, they interviewed me also for this platform, and it was also um, being posted in English and in French. But this article was. Fairly interesting because they will give you some uh, ways to look into um, Arabic uh, geolocation imagery or to identify where certain places might be, where pictures may be taken, where they are. So it could be interesting to look into when you're in this field of geolocation recognition and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I like the idea that this is kind of a French uh, community that's kind of similar to maybe OSINT Curious, maybe they are uh, another way to go and get new information besides playing kind of their geolocation game.
1: Exactly. And she's doing a good job. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah, it looks great. All right, our next tab is the monthly OSINT challenge. So there's another kind of uh, OSINT challenge going on. Now this is? German. i was looking at the bottom trying to figure out it. so it's uh german and using this as a helpful learning tool, people can go and kind of compete and figure out you know which one you know each month try and, trying to compete and figure out which ones they can figure out this is aware7.de i guess that would give me the hint that it was german right are you familiar with this one dutch
1: no i've, I've oh, I really need to catch up this week I feel almost bad not knowing everything I, this is not my style missing all the good I, stuff
0: you know fame it has been a bit a busy week for everyone in the group I think so let's move on to the next tab and our next tab is um I actually found this on Twitter just today Steve McAuliffe, the guy who created uh spiderfoot he posted out Osinth and the new perimeter and he's kind of has a blog out there on his Medium blog talking about how, you know, trying to identify the new type of impact for OSINT, as far as in his case for InfoSec, but just in general. He actually references intelligence community, et cetera, and kind of t- talks about how things tie in now. So he's yeah,
1: got- I, I, I like the way he, he blogged on it, uh, how the landscape changes, um, not, not, well not changes, how the terms and how the words to point out certain intelligence gathering changed. When you scroll just behind the, the, the graph timeline, it's, it really nicely shows how um, two terms um, took momentum in a certain amount in time. In 2009, it was network scanning, which was really popular, and now it lost all its momentum, and OSINT is just now the powerhouse of terms when it comes to intelligence gathering. I For think. me, it was
0: always OSINT because, again, I came from the intelligence community, so, so to see everybody kind of jumping on, and I used to hear, you know, okay, so it's sourcing, it's recon, it's, you know, all these other things, and now things are coalescing over the word that I have been using the whole time. I like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. For me, it's the same. I've been in the in, in intelligence field also for years. So, this is not new for me. But I think for uh, people in uh, red teaming, uh, pen testing fields, I think the term open source intelligence has become more important than, let's say, five or 10 years ago.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, okay, so we'll move on to Hunchley. So, did you yes. want to talk off of webinar?
1: Well, Justin when Justin goes online, you you or you immediately know there's something interesting hitting the Internet. So he announced the uh, a live webinar and which he recorded uh, which he did live on the 25th of January and he gave some really good um, tricks or tips using the browser to download um, videos from Facebook directly using the inspect elements uh, feature or um, letting you find certain things on Instagram and The link will be in the show notes. The whole webinar was recorded so you can watch it It has a worksheet with which is basically a manual you can uh, Keep on your lap while reproducing the whole webinar. So really check it out. It's the the Advanced Techniques for Better Social Media Capture uh, by Justin Sides and it's hosted on uh, Huntsley, so uh, hunch.li. So check it out, people. Really interesting.
0: All right, great. Now,
1: let's see. We're getting a lot of feedback. Yeah. Hi, someone, someone joined. Uh, oh, Center. I'm
0: hey, Hi, I'm Welcome.
2: Thank you. Sorry for
0: joining so late. Oh no, worries. We're glad to see you here. So we are about halfway through. um, We're a little bit more than halfway through our tabs uh, in the Firefox that I'm looking at right now. But we're talking about Instagram, Instagram. So cool.
1: Yeah, um, this got me triggered because um, uh, Justin in the in the webinar, he which he talked with, we talked about just a minute ago. He pointed out you can make. uh, bookmarks which contain a uh, certain piece of JavaScript and they will do things for you which make your life easier. Well, this is something similar. Um, I know a lot of people want have the full size picture when they go on uh, on investigating on Instagram. This will give you a bookmarklet uh, once you press the button in on Instagram when you're logged in It will give you the full size picture, what you're looking for. It will not give you the full size picture of the uh, profile picture, but of every other picture someone posted on his public timeline, you can see with this. So it could come in handy, just having to push one button instead of grabbing code or doing uh, URL analysis, uh, analysis by inspecting the element or something. This is just some small tool which can make your life a little bit easier
0: yeah it sounds great i think i'm gonna check it out i'm definitely gonna download it or i guess it's pretty easy.
2: if you guys guys want to enlarge the profile picture in instagram i've been recently discovering down album again a chrome add-on if you install it and you visit the instagram page it will give you an extra um link next to the profile picture, and if you hover over it, it will enlarge in the proper original size. Yes, that's the one. Okay.
1: So, from the sound of it, it sounds like it does something similar like the extension I just pointed out.
0: Except that it'll grab the profile picture. That profile picture
1: on the screen. Ah, and that was the issue we were talking about, uh, technically, right? Because we noticed the profile picture was giving us a hard time to show up in full size.
2: Yes. So for some reason, I haven't been able to figure out where in the source code the original size profile picture is, but Mm -hmm. Downalbum, the Chrome add-on, and also iZoom, dot com. Will help you enlarge the profile picture and show it to you in your original size. Yes,
0: that's one. Yeah, that can definitely be useful. So those profile pictures. I mean, even if you're on the web browser, you can only get them to up to a certain size. Looking at Instagram. So. Yes. All right. We will put those in the show notes. You park that right there. All right, thanks. So we've got a couple more tools to look at. Um, Speaking of tools, Dutch, I'll let you take it away.
1: Yeah, um, I think uh, the whole community is always anticipating a a new update on uh, Buscador by Michael Bassell and David Westcott. Well, this week, the official 2.0 version was released. It's a virtual um, machine platform based on uh, Genome. And well, with this new version coming out, uh, the new build, um, it's, a, it's just awesome. It has everything in it uh, an OSINT investigator or an internet investigation, an online investigator might want to need. Uh, your browser, a Chrome browser, a Firefox browser, all being hardened and being provided with the right amount of add ons you ever might need. Um, Video Manipulation Utilities, um, Scrapers for um, Instagram, Twitter, um, Spider Food is already loaded up, uh, Twint is in there, Multigo. <laughs> you can imagine if <laughs> everything is in there. I don't miss a single thing. So if you missed it, go to inteltechniques.com buscador and download version 2.0. It has a VirtualBox version, it has a VMware version, and you can also um, just uh, download an ISO. I don't know if the ISO is already on there, so you can just boot it from a USB, for instance. It has a comprehensive write-up on it, and uh, the latest podcast from Bazel goes in-depth on this new release. So, if you missed it, check it out. If you didn't miss it, you're probably just as happy as I was this week.
0: All right. Yeah, and again, that's inteltechniques.com buscador. All right. And the next link we have, push shift. Oh, Reddit search.io.
1: Yeah, I just ran across this this week, and I tweeted it out. And it, um, a lot of people retweeted it, so I guess people liked it. And what I like about it is just it making my life for searching on Reddit a bit easier because I – Always have a hard time finding the right stuff on Reddit, and maybe it's just me because I don't really get the logic or structure behind Reddit after all these years. And this helps me find the right stuff and filter it and target it in a fast way.
0: Yeah, I search Reddit all the time. I feel like I maybe it's because I have a better grip on kind of like how Reddit structured, but. I usually use Google pretty effectively on Reddit. However, this thing, you can be a little bit more fine-tuned than Google without having to figure out, you know, which dork is going to work for what. So we can, you know, kind of run it all. One of the things I was looking at for recently, um, the darknet markets noobs got killed last month on Reddit. I don't know if you guys ever used to go to that site or not, but that was where the, yeah, yeah the vendors and the buyers would always share their information about the darknet markets. So that kind of got killed so I was looking to see well where's the next section and so I would put in here Darknet Markets noobs to see where everybody was talking about it. So just kind of an, an a fast way to say I want to just find, you know, maybe not just posts but also comments and see what, you know, let's go back a month because that was again when that happened to see like where are they flooding to. So
1: Yeah, exactly, and this is a real pity that that platform is gone. It used to be on Darknet Markets on on a website, then it moved to uh, Reddit, and it's really interesting when you're trying to learn how um, buying stuff on the internet in the dark web works for you.
0: Yep, okay. Well, um, that's the end of our links, the regular links. Um, Now we can kind of discuss the kind of ego search sort of thing that we were talking about. I think we've talked about it two webcasts ago where I said, well, I always subscribe to my own name and to that sort of thing in RSS. And I kind of want to talk about how that works. And if you, Technoset or Dutch, if you guys have any searches uh, that you use, please let me know. Right. So well, yeah, so okay, my name Kirby Plessis. I'm just going to throw it in there. If I wanted to sh- search for myself, of course, you could do that just a regular, you know, name search, but there's so many things that you can do to kind of look uh, deeper for anything you're interested in. So, of course, you could do any of your Google Dorics. Maybe I'm going to say or um, Plessis.net, which is my website or, you know, any other kind of thing, but I can also, of course, Minus art because I do have some art websites, but maybe that's not what you're looking for me having to do with Um, There's a lot of Google dorks that I do I'll monitor, you know companies I work for I'll I'll monitor not just my name But um, names of people that I work with things like that and then I'll take it to RSS And if you're not familiar with RSS, I don't know technoset and Dutch you guys used RSS
1: Yeah, I use it all the time
0: I don't use it a lot I use it all the time. I usually use Feedly, um, but Feedly, actually, you have to pay to get any of the kind of search or specialized custom search RSS, so I usually start people on the old reader. Which um, tool do you use, Dutch? Per
1: uh, for me, it's uh, Feedly, the old reader, and um, within Firefox, I have an add-on, and I'm trying to remember what it is. It's Foxy RSS, if I think, and I might just okay. want to... Come back to that in the uh, notes.
0: Okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of look for it. But, uh, yeah, if you can put in that, that into the show notes. Um, so I think that for beginners, the old reader is the easiest one, but it does not have a mobile version, which is the only thing I don't like about it. I was teaching a class last week, though, and we had something like 40 people, and we all tried to use the old reader at once. A, a couple IP addresses, not very many, though, so most of us were um, on one IP, and it just crashed it. So I was kind of worried about whether or not it would work today. It's working fine. If you have a big class, I suggest go to NewsBlur instead. Anyway, this is a fresh um, one. I just logged in using one of my auxiliary email addresses. And right here, you can see that it automatically gives you the old reader picks. This gives me an example of how to um, delete some feeds. So right here, that's all in this uh, folder. You can just click Unsubscribe, and you've just killed that folder of feeds. So now I've got a blank And as far as Google search goes, any Google search you do, of course, you can do in in, um, Google alerts, but I think most people don't realize that Google alerts also has, um, I think I have it up right here. No, yeah, there we go. Google alerts also has the ability to do RSS. So when you hit create alert, that would create it as an email alert. And um, honestly, I get enough email. I don't know about you. This plus is one at Gmail. That's my... uh, one of my auxiliary accounts. I'm not checking it, so don't email it anyone, but <laughs> to, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the options. Um, so you can see that you know, you have a couple of choices. The second from the bottom and the bottom choice. How many times? I always switch to best results. I mean, Google's smart, but I don't trust it to know all the results. But then deliver to, instead of delivering to that email address, you can deliver to an RSS feed. And then once you create the alert, the RSS feed is created. And you can see it here, and you've got a little button. Right-click your RSS rainbow they were calling it in my class last night, but your little RSS radiating lines. Um, copy your link location and take it to the old reader. Add it as a, as a subscription, and then you there you've got it. Anything you want to Google, you can Google. It'll start empty. The results will come in. The search results always start empty. But anything you search on Google, you can do this way through Google Alert. Um, you can also use Bing as a search engine, so let me go to Bing or I mean as a RSS, but I find the Bing's advanced search when i'm doing this i don't want you know I mean, in my case i'm the only Kirby plus it's going to be fairly easy, but if you' were Mike Smith, Bing has very little um, compared to Google advanced capabilities, so I generally unless it's pretty straightforward site colon facebook.com then maybe the person's name, unless it's as straightforward as that. I probably wouldn't use um, Bing as my RSS, but if you decide you want to, you can just copy that URL and then paste that in the old reader. Some RSS readers can't find the Bing RSS feed. The old reader does fine, and notice that it's already actually grabbed a bunch of stuff, which, by the way, people who interact with me, on Facebook, If their stuff is public and I clicked something on it, it's going to come in that RSS feed. Um, but if you have an RSS reader like NewsBlur, for example, or Outlook, neither of those can handle the being RSS and find it themselves. So you go to the end of your RSS link, and you turn it into an RSS feed into the code. You know, it'll just turn into XML for you if you put and format equals RSS. That turns it into the code XML file, and then you can yeah you can throw that right into um, the any reader. Any reader will take that bit.
1: Um, One quick question: Um, the old reader does have uh, filter options within. Um,
0: Not a lot
1: because i I, I, fi- I always find it annoying uh, just when you pointed out this, you will get a lot of noise in certain uh, RSS searches you'll have, even if you fine tune it. Mm-hmm. and With some feed readers have yeah and, and and some feed readers have some options to filter out uh, the duplications or that kind of stuff.
0: yeah, I don't know that this one does have that kind of um, capability looking through here. Um, let's see list view, yeah, it doesn't really have much for capability, as far as... No,
1: the the old Reader is fairly basic. Uh, Feedly has some more features, and I've used Reader on OS X for a fair amount of time, and that had some nice filter options. But it's not that important, but I like to get as less noise as possible in these kind of things.
0: Yes, exactly. And in this case, you see also, I mean, this abstract art by Mila, I don't know that person, but apparently maybe Facebook may be even suggesting that you look at my page because you're looking at her page. We would have to subtract art from this Bing search. And what I find with Bing is sometimes the um, advanced, like putting more than one kind of operator in their works and sometimes not. So this looks like the minus art was okay, but sometimes the quotes won't work with site and if you put an, anything else like an in URL or something, sometimes that doesn't work. So yeah, in this case, I don't think the quotes are working because now we're seeing an, an example of what should have come up right here that didn't.
1: Yeah. Being a search operator operators is always like a kind of a mystery to me, even yeah. when you have all the cheat sheets with, uh, on your lap to double check. Am I doing this right? And you're doing a double check and a cross check. It still will work in mysterious ways sometimes, but and maybe it's just me being more used using other search engines like DuckDuck, Bing, and Yandex Bing for me lost the battle of indexing and making searching easy for me in a way but still I look into it when I do research
0: same yeah I will use it but again like you said usually I won't even I'll use one operator at a time and try to get as fancy as I can with just only one operator um, it's yeah, it, just, it's not, it doesn't seem to be keeping up with at least the mixing and matching. Um, other sites that give you RSS for searches, Google's uh, News does as well. And for this, you need to just take the URL. Although, I have to say that I was trying this yesterday and there was some problem, but it might have been News Blur that was my problem. So, or not yesterday, but this week. Um, let me just kind of show it as an example. Let me put in here OSINT and maybe even OSINT Curious. Let's see if we show up in any news search. And if you were doing it yourself, it, it does not matter if it really shows up or not. You can still get an RSS feed normally from Google News. So um, apparently my internet here is not great. Okay, here we go. So I don't know why OSINT Curious is showing up in these ones, but it might be split up. Either way, say we're going to watch ourselves. We're going to copy, because again, this is ego search, right? We can copy the URL from the Google search, That should work by itself in the uh, RSS reader. We shouldn't have to do anything else with it. I know News Blur had an issue. Oh, we see it right here. It's actually telling us the difference here, which I don't really see much of a difference. But when I hit subscribe, yes, I can follow any kind of news stories coming through Google News that has OSINT Curious in it.
1: So you use um, RSS for ego searches as well as keeping track of certain topics of your interest.
0: Absolutely, I, I follow everything having to do with me or my customers. I don't want to be blindsided. If you write my name on the internet and Google can get to it or Bing can get to it, I usually will know. Doesn't mean I'm not going to interact, but I will. I usually watch that sort of thing.
1: And um, do you know um, when it comes to alerts? I know you can set them to. Um, pop up once a day, a week, a month, or custom. Uh, these other RSS feeds, are they popping up um, while a new item is there? And how? what's the frequency of that within this uh, feed reader, for instance?
0: Well, if you go back to Google Alerts and you take a look at the settings in there, the how often is locked down to as it happens when you have chosen RSS feed. So if you had just that email, then you have the choice to make it into kind of a digest. Right? So I have it as a digest right now to the email, but if I switch it to RSS feed, you don't get a choice. It's as it happens. And so this is going to be just like your typical RSS. This is when Google indexes. So that's where you get the repetition. Sometimes you get stuff repeated. It'll be when Google indexes a certain thing. Google News is pretty good about not doing that, but being in Google, both of them are going to re-index you multiple times, and you are going to see those duplications.
1: Great. Well, thank you. Any other things you, you do for... Um digging into certain topics while using uh, RSS readers?
0: I use them for just about anything. You know, if I have um, a case, like say the guy who did the Macedonian uh, news case, if I wanted to continually follow those, all of the usernames, all the URLs, so even say we'll go back to Google Reader again, or to Google Alerts here, I would be doing a site colon on any URL that I wanted to monitor because even though maybe I would, you know, try and get RSS directly from them as well. But even though some of them may not have RSS and even though Google may not index every single thing they do, at least I would get some updates when Google does re-index and I, it would keep them kind of at top of my mind, that sort of thing. Um, I would, of
1: course,
0: in news. uh, Yes.
1: And can you keep it... um, let's say, uh, a nicer oversight in, this, in this, uh, this old reader because I can only imagine if you have like five, six, seven, or maybe 20 RSS feeds up there, you can get lost. Now you have three in there, but can you tag them or maybe folderize them in a way or something?
0: Absolutely. We can folder. In, in this case, we can do two things different to put them into folders. So the feed that I'm on, up toward the top, we've got move to folder, and I can create a new folder right here. Or at any time, I can grab one of these and pull it down and create a new folder just by pulling it down and then clicking on, double-clicking the folder name and naming this ego search, right? So searching for our own, uh, our own content online, and of course, I can drag and drop and create new folders that way as well.
1: Uh, so this, this is what gives you a nicer overview of all your searches and a better way to visually see which one you have looked into which one you need to look into or which or prioritize even
0: right and i personally i have over 2000 feeds in my reader how about you dutch
1: how many did you say
0: 2000 so not of not all of them get read every day i have a whole bunch of different folders and my you know i have a go to folder which i'll read more often a lot of the rest of them are just archived, and that way I can actually search. So some of the paid um, t- tools like Feedly lets you search within, so it's basically already pre-curated. So say something happens in the news, somebody that I have been tracking, I can search my reader to see if any of the articles came uh, that, that had them in it. And knowing that you can't delete somebody from, they can't delete from my reader. So for example, somebody lists something on Craigslist, it's deleted. If you were already subscribed to that on Craigslist, it would be in your reader. I know that I will find everything that I had pre-curated about any certain topic.
1: So you're uh, almost having creating your own archive, also f- when it comes to people deleting certain stuff. Absolutely. Two thousand feeds. Well, uh, I have a lot, but I think I'm way under five hundred. So, oh. I'm. <laughs> you must show me yours once. This sounds really weird, but still. Sure. Sounds
0: <laughs> like RSS hoarder. I, yeah. I might be an RSS hoarder. <laughs> Um, Yeah, you can share your feeds as well. So one of the things that that I have been debating is curating my feeds down a little bit and sharing it. So up in the case of um, the old reader in the upper right corner, we've got the little import button so you can import somebody's feeds. But if you go to the settings, so I'll click on my name and then manage settings. At the very bottom, they have something that says unhappy. You can export your feeds and you don't have to just export because you're unhappy but you might want to share them so I can export my feeds as a very small opml file email it to anybody text it to anybody whichever and they can open up and pull in my feeds and it'll stay in the same folder set as I have already so I have debated exporting a chunk of my 2,000 feeds to anybody who's interested
1: well, I'm interested, <laughs> but no, really. It's, 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 it's mind blowing how much you can do with RSS feeds. And it's been out there for ages. I think yeah. it was back in the nineties when the internet started growing, it was already there and people just forgot about it in some way. And it's so useful to keep track of I think: it's kind of
0: a, Yeah. It's kind of the, the motor behind a whole bunch of different tools that people just don't even realize.
1: Well, Well, I'm having trouble with my microphone at the moment. Just one second.
0: Okay. In the meantime, Technoset, you have anything to talk about today? Or anything you want to add to what Um, we've done?
2: I must say I've been quite caught up in work the last week. So I haven't been able to update any of the tools I've been gathering over the last couple of years. So I don't have a lot of news, unfortunately, I'm afraid. That's okay. I do must say that I'm... Um, I was going over Instagram more thoroughly than I've done over the last couple of months. And I was really, really uh, enjoying the use of helper tools for Instagram, a Chrome Mm add-on, which lets you compare uh, users to, um, if you, for instance, have two users and you want to know uh, who did they have in common um, as for the following uh you can see that by yes, that's the tool. Um by just using the tool. It has some bugs, I'm afraid, because sometimes it takes a while for you to
0: fill in the names and stuff and it looks I don't like think it's that's like, a bug though. I think that that's they actually oh. designed it that way so that Instagram doesn't shut them down.
1: Yeah, it's, no, it's like the API raid limit.
0: No, when you open up the tool or the oh. the add-on
2: in the in the browser um mm-hmm you get the option to fill in two usernames. But if you're filling in those usernames, it looks like you're, like the letters you're typing, they appear very slowly on the screen. So it looks oh. like taking forever. Mm-hmm. So yes, the comparison takes a while and it does it with interruptions to make sure Instagram probably doesn't ban them. Um, but yeah, I was quite impressed about them because they also if you're visiting a, a company profile, normally if you would be using the app, It will show you a button saying email so you can contact the person whoever is owning the business Instagram but if you visit them on the website it doesn't show you the email button but helper tools for Instagram can help you um, see the email address when you're on a certain page you uh, click on the uh, icon in your browser from the helper tools from Instagram and it shows you the email address uh, linked to the profile which is quite nice
0: Wow, I didn't even notice the difference there, so I'm going to have to look into that. So um, this page, I'm on Firefox right now for this, but uh, this page is not showing us that screen, but when you do, click it up in your toolbar, opens up, and it has <coughs> the uh, bio information for any user, and I'm guessing that's where you say the email is located. Yes,
2: normally if you would be looking at the mobile app, it will show in the, just underneath the bio but it doesn't show on the website if you're looking at the same, pro- same profile. So Helper Tools for Instagram is quite nice. And They also offer a very good option to export a follow- follower or following list into uh, Excel, which can help you compare again with multiple pro- uh, profiles and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was really quite impressed.
1: Yeah, and that, that export export function was particularly interesting for importing into tooling like uh, Maltego case K- yes. file or something that like too, that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Great. Very so nice. Okay. Um, speaking of Instagram, I've got a tool. I don't know, have you tried the um, Chrome IG Story? Yes, panel? that one I like because it lets you look at Instagram stories of somebody without being visible. It has an anonymous mode. True. And it also gives you
2: an option to search into the stories because I must say on the Instagram um, mobile version on the app, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how I can search for stories so well, but here you can do that quite well. You can say, well, I'm looking for every story that has the tag or the geo tag Amsterdam in it. And it will show you all these stories and you can download them in a zip file. And you can review yes. them later on. And yeah, it works really nice. Yes, in this screenshot, do you see where you can search? Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's probably the next one. There is okay. a search option anyway. I'll go back. And it works quite well.
0: Yeah, they do have a very nice, um, it's kind of hidden right now. It looks like they've already clicked yes. on one of, the, one of the results, but it would normally be right over here.
2: Yes. So Gosh. you can search for hashtags, you can search for geolocations, and
0: yeah. And you're always anonymous if if you have the little eyeball, which they're not showing in this, funny enough, but there's a little eyeball that normally shows up right above, next to the download section or the pop-out section there, and uh, lets you be anonymous looking at anybody's pages. You do have to be logged into either of those tools, though, so you have to be logged into an Instagram account.
1: Interesting. I didn't know this one, so I learned something new today.
0: Good. Cool. All right. Well, I think um, we're about ready to wrap up. Let's do some shout-outs. Uh, Dutch, do you have any shout-outs today or, and where people can find you?
1: Um, they can find me everywhere. Dutch Ozen Guy, And shout-outs, um, shout-outs to the winter being almost over.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool.
0: All right. Technoset. So, yeah, you can find me
2: on Twitter and on technoset.com and um, I'll try my best to join
0: again next time. All right, great. Um, and again, you can find me, Curbster, on Twitter. And pluses.net is my website. And I think we're out of here. i will see you guys yes. next. Yes, right.
1: next next week. And thank you for the RSS explanation, Curb.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll try to get a blog up for the OSINT um, Curious blog about this as well. That would be awesome.
1: Interesting. We'll be looking for the forward of it.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.